Hello and welcome to the show. Now, where and when on earth shall we start a history of biological and chemical warfare? It turns out there is not a clear answer to this question among the experts, so I have decided to cast a wide net and we're going to go way back. Unencumbered as I am by any formal training in ancient history, I have taken a ruler and a pencil and decided to break this first season of the show into a number of discrete time periods, which are helpful but essentially arbitrary. The first time period basically covers the entirety of human history before 1000 BC. It's not unfair to say that this covers quite a bit of ground. It covers that whole awkward stage when it was all am I a hunter, am I a gatherer, all the way up to about 15 to 20,000 years ago when folk concretely decided enough was enough and thought, you know what, I'm a gardener, I'm just going to settle here with my goats and my grains. Now, this move towards a more sedentary lifestyle coincided with the emergence of the archaeological record of warfare. This evidence includes cave art depicting battles between archers, and this is why, in this episode, I'm going to focus on the prehistoric use of poison arrows, which appear to be the clear candidate for the first toxic weapon of warfare. And in the next episode, we're going to look at infectious diseases in the same period. But just before I begin, I wanted to note that these first few episodes would not have been possible without the wonderful book Greek Fire, Poison Arrows and Scorpion Bombs by Adrian Mayer. It is a book I have gone back to many times over the years, and I can certainly recommend it. And a reliable source has told me a new all singing or dancing edition will be shortly published. I hope you enjoy the show today. Now, we are probably safe in assuming that humans have been doing very clever things with very nasty poisons to other humans and animals for a long time. And in this episode, I want to start our journey with discussion of the ancient use of poison arrows, something which we will see does involve some very nasty things and has been traced back by archaeologists a very long way indeed. Now, no one worth their salt would start a discussion of the history of poison arrows without pointing out that the word toxic has come to us by a strange route. The term can be traced back to the Latin phrase toxicon pharmacon, or poison for arrows. The toxicon part of this phrase relates to the arrow, the pharmacon part, the poison. So today, when we refer to something as toxic, we are actually calling it an arrow. Recently, I've also found out that the term toxicon may also have an additional link to poisons perhaps relating to the use of yew tree in bow making. Yew is, of course, very poisonous indeed. And the sheer joy I take in recounting this to you, dear listener, is one of the many reasons I am not invited to parties. Such amateur etymology aside, we are lucky that there has been substantial expert archaeological and anthropological investigation into this topic. This means that we know a fair bit about the ancient use of poison arrows. Scholars in the area tend to believe that the practice of poison arrow hunting goes back as far as the Stone Age. However, a key issue is the limit of the archaeological record. The earliest evidence we appear to have of poison arrow use comes from somewhere around 2200 BC. In this case, it was an arrow found on the east bank of the River Nile in Egypt near an ancient graveyard or necropolis. Experiments back in the 1970s seem to have showed that the arrow was covered in some form of toxic substance. In addition, an argument is made by some archaeologists that some of the arrows they have found are just too small to function without the addition of poison. 
In one recent study, which relied on examining the size and shape of around 400 arrowheads, a specialist determined that poisoned bone-tipped arrows may have been used in southern Africa for up to 72,000 years. So what went on these arrowheads? The answer seems to be that common practices would have relied on poisons which were easy to get hold of. This has led researchers to look at toxic plants that we know uh, are associated with certain sites and also to do a general scan in which they identify toxic flora and fauna which are endemic uh, in given regions at set times. In addition to this, um, they look at more recent practices uh, among contemporary poison, arrow and dart hunters. The more recent historical record also suggests that well before germ theory, hunters may have even developed techniques to exploit toxins produced by microbes. So let's have a look at the rogues gallery of toxins which are likely to have been used in this era, and have been used by innumerable people since. First on our list is aconite, which is a catch-all term for over 250 species of very beautiful plants, which often have deep blue flowers. The modern term for aconite may come from a word for dart or javelin, which, bearing in mind my aid in the party etymology of the word toxic, is perhaps not all that surprising. This plant is indigenous in mountainous regions in most parts of the Northern Hemisphere, and is thought likely to have been the principal prehistoric arrow poison employed in Southern Europe during the prehistoric era. The poisonous species of these plants, which is most of them, contain a mixture of alkaloids, which act on the nervous system and cardiovascular system, and after a drawn out period of suffering, usually to death via respiratory paralysis or heart failure. Another plant with a similar toxicity is Varatrum, which is also a beautiful flowering plant found across damp habitats across most of Europe, Asia and North America. Around the world, it is thought that other local species of plants were used in similar ways in the prehistoric world, all of which I find entirely unpronounceable. This includes a cardiotoxin produced by five species of the Akoko and Thera plant genus found primarily in Africa, which is still used today by certain elephant poachers. In Southeast Asia, a comparable cardiotoxic compound can be found in the sap of the Antiara toxicaria tree and is often used with blow darts. Likewise, in South America, where there are numerous plants which contain high concentrations of alkaloid poisons, which paralyse and lead to asphyxiation. In addition to these examples, there are many other natural sources of toxin, from crabs and beetles to frogs and vipers, which have all, at various points in history, been used to poison arrows and dart points. There is likely to be several common features in how such arrows were used across both time and between different communities. There is a good case to be made uh, that norms and rituals to ensure safe selection and preparation of toxins for the task in hands were quite prevalent. And in the case of hunting food, uh, it's clear that there's a tendency to use toxins which were denatured by cooking. The more recent historical record, perhaps unsurprisingly, also shows that poison hunters tend to remove arrows quickly, as well as the tissue immediately around the wound they've inflicted. Were these weapons used against other humans in ancient times? Well, we can't get the type of proof we would want. It's called the prehistoric period for a reason. There is substantial crossover of weaponry from hunting to warfare, particularly in the later stage of the prehistoric era, when systematic violent conflict seems to have become more common. It is also clear that poison arrows have been used again and again by different people throughout history, 
often employing technologies which would have felt right at home in the prehistoric era. It seems likely then this type of weapon has been used again and again against other humans for a very long time. And indeed, we will be hearing the faint whistle and dull thud of poison arrows again at various points in our journey, not only in discussion of way back when, but also in surprisingly recent conflicts. So that's it for this episode. I'll see you again next time for our antisocial history of poisons and pestilence.